Enterprise Life podcast where we show you that women are capable of absolutely incredible things with the right tools, strategies, and mindset in place. I'm your host, Victoria Smith, and today on the podcast is a micro-coaching episode. Before we get started, I wanted to let you know that the Girl Tries Life podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is powered by ETB. Now, I want to actually let one of the other members of the Alberta Podcast Network introduce themselves to you. They're called Let's Find Out. Hi, I'm Chris Changan Phillips. I host a show called Let's Find Out, where we try to have fun learning about history here in Edmonton. We investigate local myths. Because I think the bridge is so iconic, the fact that they've kind of gone up unrecognized. It's a little bit sad. We do taste tests. It's such a good color. Cheers. And right now we're doing a whole season about how humans and nature have shaped each other here in Empton. Grizzly bears used to be largely a prairie species as well. Find us at letsfindoutpodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. Okay, so really quickly, I also want to let you know that this episode of the Girl Tries Life podcast is brought to you by TELUS World of Science Edmonton, home of the Canadian debut of Marvel Universe of Superheroes. This exhibition runs until February 17th in Edmonton. I have friends who just went up and absolutely loved it. It features over 300 artifacts, costumes, props, interactive elements to bring the Marvel Universe to life. It's really cool. And 2019 actually marks the 80th anniversary of Marvel. So that's pretty cool. One of the things that I know uh, adults and children alike will love is that you can pose for selfies with Black Panther, Spider-Man, and other iconic Marvel characters. So you can buy your tickets today at tellusworldofscienceedmonton.ca. And if you're coming from outside of Edmonton, there is a hotel deal on the website. This is the only place in Canada right now where you can see this exhibition. So visit tellusworldofscienceedmonton.ca. Okay, so I want to talk about stress. <laughs> we think about the word and our shoulders tense up, our jaws clench, our heart race increases, and our breathing goes shallow. Or at least this happens for most of us. Stress has a predominantly negative connotation to it, but should it? <laughs> is there such a thing as good stress? Well, yes, yes there is, and I want to talk to you about how you can use it to your advantage. So the word for good stress is called eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, and the, the definition of eustress is moderate or normal psychological stress interpreted as being beneficial for the experiencer. So I want to highlight the key word there, interpreted, and we will come back to that in a second. So what kinds of everyday experiences do people have that would be considered beneficial? As a coach, I am often telling my clients that there is no growth, no change without a bit of discomfort. So think about it. If you want to decrease your stress, you have to change how you live your life. And we don't like change. We want to stay status quo, neutral, or at least that's what our reptilian brains are trying to do. It's a safety thing. The known is safer than the unknown, according to our caveman mentality. And yet, without a certain amount of eustress, we wouldn't get promoted at work. We wouldn't fall in love. We wouldn't graduate from school. We wouldn't learn a new skill. We wouldn't travel. We wouldn't have babies. We wouldn't volunteer. We wouldn't start businesses. The list goes on. So I want you to think back for a second to a time that you studied really hard for an exam. Maybe you changed your schedule up a bit and you added extra time to practice, extra reading, Maybe you said no to going out with friends so that you could focus on that exam. Now, it wouldn't have felt like the status quo. 
And you know that when you're learning something new, let's say a math equation, and at first it feels like the gears in your head are working so dang slowly, like you can feel that tension in your head. And then with enough practice, it just comes and you wonder why you found it so hard in the first place. For my fellow travelers out there, think back to that first travel journey you made in a language that you didn't speak. At first, it feels nerve-wracking. How do I ask for a ticket? Do they speak English? What if I get on the wrong train? Will there be food on board? What do I do with my bags when I go to the bathroom? It's new. It's a stretch. It's uncomfortable. And then you get to be like me and travel to some 32 countries. And not that those questions don't come up, but they don't fill you with dread because you know from experience that you'll come through. Starting my business has not been without stress. I've had to learn so many new things and I am not a paperwork person. And let me tell you that running your own business comes with a ton of paperwork. But now I know that next year when I like when I file corporate taxes or when I pay myself properly with CPP or when I create a new online program, I know that I'll be fine. Practice like any time you want to build confidence in something, you've got to do it. You've got to do it and practice it and do it again and again and again. So let's go back to that word interpreted. There is a Harvard study on stress and how we interpret it. And in the control scenario, participants were put through socially stressful situations and their heart rates and cardiovascular activity was measured and monitored. It is a little surprise that those with no intervention had elevated heart rates and constricted heart valves, which over time can lead to some serious health issues, right? Now, the test group were taught to notice the signs of increased heart rate, shallow breathing, and so on, but to interpret them as signs that your body is stepping up to a challenge, that it's excited to take on the task. The results? Those who interpreted the stressful scenario as a positive, exciting challenge had less constricted heart valves. They were able to lean into the situation and relax a bit more, making it both more enjoyable for them and healthier for their bodies in the long run. So that's kind of cool, hey? It goes to show the immense power of our minds. High-performance coach Brendan Burchard, he talks about what it's like to prepare for speeches to arenas full of people. As a highly sought-after speaker, he can present to crowds of like 10,000 people, which is scary for the average person, right? Does he get flutters in his heart and start to sweat a little? Of course, he's human. But what he also does is interpret those signs as exciting, as preparing him for the challenge. This mindset helps him to focus on what he's going to say, instead of allowing his brain to go reptilian on him and panic about all the what-ifs. Your mind is powerful, but it requires training. You have to practice changing the script in your head, changing how you perceive things, the frame through which you view your life. So next time you're at work and you have a big presentation or you're going into your annual performance review, I want you to notice your racing heart and I want you to choose to interpret it as your body preparing you to tackle this challenge. Because it is if you want it to. Have a great week and I hope you put some of this mindset shift work into practice. I guarantee it'll make a big difference to how much stress you experience and how you interpret that stress. Have a great week.